All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We bless the Lord this morning. We give him praise. We give him glory. We give him honor. So, so worthy to be praised. He's so, so worthy to receive and to take all the honor that's due him this morning. Cannot praise God enough for the things that he's already done, the things that he's doing, and the things that he promised to do. But we offer him our thanksgiving this morning and our appreciation and gratitude and love this morning. We make known our adoration toward you this morning, Father, for the things that you've done and are doing and promised to do. So we confess this morning, Lord God, that you are our God, and beside you there is no other. We have no graven images that we make unto you, Lord God, and we serve and worship no other God, no man, Lord God, no image, but God, you are the one and only high exalted, lifted up King of Kings that sit upon the throne of God this morning. And Father God, we come this morning in the awesome, incredible, and amazing name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ just to confess, Lord God, our love and adoration toward him this morning. As we pray this morning, Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt towards and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil but thine is your kingdom the power and the glory for it all belongs to you now father bless every ear that's going to hear this morning to receive the instructions from your word the revelations of jesus christ let that be an unveiling and a revealing of some truths lord god that was written for our <laughs> For our learning for such a time as we're living in right now, Lord God, where we face with so many challenges, Lord God, some things that are catching folks by surprise, some things, oh Lord God, that we know through the prophet, the teaching of the prophecies, oh God, that they were going to happen, bound to happen. So as we prepare ourselves for what is next, Lord God, we look to you this morning for our help this morning. In this time of trouble and gross darkness, we bind up every evil spirit, plot, plan, ism, and schism of the enemy out there to try to deceive many, Lord God, to crush, to kill, and to destroy destroy your people, Lord God. And so, Father, we thank you this morning for destroying and exposing the will of the enemy this morning, that he is defeated because Jesus has already made a show of him openly. Help us to be wise as serpents, oh God, and discern between what is right and what is wrong. As we go forth this day, in Jesus' name, we give you praise, Lord, and I have your way this morning in the teaching this morning. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. All right, then, we'll praise the Lord. Praise the Lord again. I'd like to welcome all of you this morning to the Creating a prayer culture for God this Thursday morning. Amen. May the 12th this morning, 2022, as we just continue to build toward a future of optimal overall wellness, of physical wellness, spiritual wellness, financial wellness, emotional wellness, amen, occupational wellness, environmental wellness, and social wellness this morning. This has been our goal and our aim. We're striving and aiming to please God in these things. Amen. We're doing it through righteousness and peace and joy by the leading and guiding and direction of the Holy Spirit this morning, avoiding, trying very hard to avoid leaning toward our own understanding, but embracing, amen, hallelujah, this morning, amen, doing it God's way that he may add all these other things to us, that he may order our steps in the word this morning. So we give God praise, glory, and honor this morning. We have been coming off of a celebration of so many achievements and accomplishments by our seed because he said the seed of the righteous shall be delivered, and we owe God all 
all the praise and glory for that. We were just at an event yesterday where Carter was receiving his awards for excellence in, in, in math. This and when we give God praise, he went on yesterday eating the man and got two hits in his baseball game and drove a run in. And so we have so much to be celebrated. We just was with our grandson, second oldest grandson, as he celebrated his graduation, receiving his degree in science of, of, of psychology. And so we just thank God for the success. We're getting ready to go back to another graduation. Carter on the 18th will graduate from, from uh, his little kindergarten into first grade. And then we're going after that a week later to see Devin uh, graduate and transition from high school into college. So we have so much to be thankful for this morning as we see our seed being blessed as the Lord promised us. Amen. The seed of the righteous will be delivered. They'll be, be delivered from where they started from until where they're at now. Amen. And further as they prepare themselves for greater things and greater things shall come to them. And so we thank God for that. Amen. It's a testament uh, to the word of God, what he said about our seed and our seed seed. And we see it unfolding right before us. And so we just thank the Lord. I can sit here and count blessings after blessings after blessings. I wanted to testify this morning, a long time awaited blessing we've been waiting on from the Lord. And I tell you, it came through because God is faithful. I won't go into details, but it came right on time. And what was so blessed about it is as long as we had waited for the blessing, one came. And then we said, well, it's going to be about the same amount of time a few years before the next one came. But I tell you, man, within a week it was here. I said, so we got a back-to-back double blessing from the Lord. And we don't take God's blessings for granted. We know that God will supply everything we need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We just have to be faithful to wait on God and trust God and be confident and be assured that God would do what he said he would do. He would supersede everything we can imagine or ask or think of him according to the power of God that worketh in us. So we let faith work in us to keep us confident, believing and depending on God and looking to him. Amen. So I just wanted to share that this morning. So we're going to get into the lesson this morning here with my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon. Welcome all of you this morning to the creating of prayer culture for God. This is Thursday morning and I started to go ahead and give that testimony this morning, but I said, no, nah, I'll, just, I'll just give it in, in open form this morning because it truly was a blessing from the Lord. Amen. And we just continue to pray for Sister Margaret and the Davis family. I understand Pastor Eric's father uh, lost a family member there. Uh, amen. His brother, I believe. And so we just continue to pray that God confidence strengthen that family during this time of their loss and bereavement and sorrow and pain this morning. And so we thank God this morning for still being God, still blessing his people and making ways for us out of no ways. And so we want to open up the lesson this morning out of the book of First John chapter 3 um, verse. Uh, we've been looking at verse, finishing up verse 23, and we're going to get into verse 24 this morning. Hopefully, amen, the Lord willing. And the test we've been dealing with in this particular chapter is having to do with a clean heart. Amen. Verse 23 says, and this is his commandment that we should uh, precept a believe on the name of the son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us precept B picks it up and says commandments and we sum that up by saying that means a clean heart is produced yes. you know obeying the supreme commandments of God that's how it's produced by believing in God's son Jesus Christ by loving one another so in that order you know can't, can't rearrange it to fit what we think and what we believe amen what we understand it to say we got to go just pure 
purely by what the word says and break it down by precept upon precept because there is a message tons of scripture reference when you break it down by precept i love teaching you know book chapter verse line upon line precept upon precept this is where i get my greatest revelation and my greatest understanding i'm not in any hurry i ain't got nowhere to go but to heaven when this life is over and i want to be well prepared but in the meantime we encounter people we meet people we counsel people we talk to people our life is a ministry there's a life that should always shine we should always be prepared to give an answer not my understanding of what i think but what thus says the lord amen and some of the areas that we covered we dealt with faith which is prescribed by god if we're going to please god we got to have faith and we know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word <coughs> and then precept b open up by talking about commands the commands of jesus christ so these are not just mere words these are supreme commandments and so they rise higher above any level of knowledge. So we got faith here, amen, and we have commands here from God, and they both work by love, amen. And so we went on to say uh, this morning as we pick up the teaching as a continuation from Monday's teaching, uh, I like to just briefly talk a little bit about a precept because y'all hear me say it a lot of times. And when I talk about precept, teaching by precept, it's, it's when you get really down to the nitty gritty and break the scripture down. Mm. Sometimes when you take a and look at it it'll break it down for you for you for itself and sometimes we just can't be afraid to run over stuff to try to get to the end of stuff but we it's sometimes it's good to take your time because i like to get all the references that that scripture is referring to because that's how i learn that's how i grow and that's how i teach so the precept method is sort of like uh it's really introducing people to Bible study. It's not like, you know, just, you know, it's a method, you know, that brings, uh, brings us directly to the word of God, exactly what he's saying and not just running through the word of God, trying to reach a, a end state apart from some other understanding. A lot of times it's our own understanding that conflicts because we want to get into our own interpretation and put our little antidotes in there to try to make a point. And sometimes we'll let it slip in other words, you know, because we're not comfortable with the word as it is, pure, unadulterated, infallible, authentic. But the Holy Spirit will help us to be able to see these revelations contained in those scriptures, line upon line, precept upon precept, you know. And there's kind of like three parts that I like to look at when I'm dealing with studying scripture, number one, I like to look at the observation. What is being observed here? What am I seeing here? What is being said here? What are they referencing here? What are they talking about? And we have to have that keen observation or we'll run over something and miss something. And then we might come back next week and go back over and say, yeah, there's, it's, it's more revealing or it's more giving. And that's okay. But sometimes we just have to take our time and slow down and deal with the observation. Right, It's right there. Somebody observed it before us. What was it that they were, they were observing? What was the lesson? What was the problem? What was the issue? What's the warning here? And we have to observe those things or we might miss something. The other thing is interpretation. We are not to try to interpret God's word because God's word interprets itself. There is no private interpretation. I know a lot of times we think we're so deep and so smart, man, we got to give an interpretation. You know, we just, we just got to go there because that's how we're geared. That's how we're wired 
up. The human nature is like that. We're smart people. We're intelligent people. And a lot of time we want to mingle our intelligence into the word to make a point when we should stay straight away from that because there is no private interpretation. This is why we give the references because the word of God interprets itself with applications of how it was applied in ages past, ages present, and ages in the future. So we stay away from the private interpretation of the scripture and let the scriptures interpret themselves. A lot of times you can go back to the original translation and get the correct application or the correct interpretation or the correct observation. But a lot of times we get in such a hurry to meet some type of deadline we don't put on ourselves to be ready to deliver a word until we don't have the time or do we invest the time because we're in a hurry. We got to try to get it all in right away to make ourselves seem authentic or we know what we're talking about. I'm not in no hurry to go anywhere. I love teaching the word. I love taking my time as much time as is needed. And I feel like I speak for for all of those that are with us on the line. And then the last thing is application. So we got observation, interpretation and application. And that's kind of like what precepts are. We end up with application and we end up with the proper or the best possible application, not just something that I think, but something that the word is instructing us. Amen. And that's why it's good to take the time with those precepts, that precept method of teaching. And you'll hear me reference that a lot, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept. And so what does a precept upon precept mean in the Bible? Uh, kind of a, 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 it's kind of a biblical method of teaching. It's a theme for any message in the Bible that contains phrases like line upon line, line, precept upon precept. If you and I would learn to discern the differences between our own emotions and the prompting of the Holy Ghost, then we must come to recognize the Lord's patterns and his process for giving us spiritual knowledge. I know we do it our way sometimes because that's what we're accustomed to. But when we understand the way God has given us spiritual knowledge and keep it real right there, you will see the observation, you'll see the interpretation, and you'll see the application. And that's so important because that's how God wanted it to be revealed to us. That's why we call it the revelations of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in some cases, we see the Lord teaching. Other cases, we see the Holy Spirit is being referenced as teaching. Other cases, we see people like the Apostle John. We see others like Paul. All of them are being used, but I would tell you, all of them follow the same method of precepts because they're not going to take God's knowledge and just twist it around and change it. Now it becomes false prophecy, false teaching. It becomes added to or taken from, watered down, we call it in layman terms today. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. So we're going to pick up our teaching this morning and look at some more of these precepts and get these references uh, as we go through this. Amen. And we want to continue with this precept. Uh, where it talked about uh, commands, you know, that Jesus gave, okay? And we ended the last verse we talked about, scripture reference we gave, was in the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 42 of the King James Bible, just by way of refreshing our memory. And it says, and the commandment, uh, or it says, and he commanded us to preach unto the people. So there is a command there that's given by Jesus Christ. Now, Paul is a preacher. Paul is a teacher. And so I love how Paul is writing this for the readers, for his audience. And look at what he says. And he commanded us to preach to the people. So this is not something we just come up to do. This ain't some hobby or some, some, some art that we do. This is commanded for us to preach unto the people. 
So we have to follow the commandments of God and they are supreme commands. So they rise above anything else. This ain't just some chat room or some discussion or some, you know, fly by day, fly by night. In order to be able to preach unto God's people, we got to know what it is that needs to be preached. We have to study to show ourselves approved unto God as workmen who needed not be ashamed, but rightly divide the word of truth, cutting it straight. Is this the observation here when they were publishing it? Is this the interpretation here? Or is this the application? Will people be able to apply this? Amen. I know I might be able to. We like to say that a lot of time. We got it all together, man. But everybody else out there is all screwed up. Not necessarily true. If you put yourself, I like to say it like this, meeting people where they're at. Never try to preach to people where you're at, but try to preach to people, as Paul said here, and he commanded us to preach unto the people, not to ourselves, not to each other so much, because, you know, we love the, we love good preaching, we love good food, but what about the poor soul out there that have never heard the gospel before? Are we reaching them with the gospel? Or are we preaching over their heads? Or are we, you know, being like novelists? We got it all together and, and we get into that y'all syndrome. Y'all need to do this. I was reading something yesterday and it really, really set my spirit on fire when I heard, as I was reading, matter of fact, preparing for this teaching today, last night. And I just heard this in the spirit and it said, and it was like, a never, never do thing that came to me. And it says, never tell people what to do. If they're not your children, you know, your slaves or whatever, don't you tell them what to do. You tell them what God said they can do. And sometimes we'll say for ourselves, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, if, 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 you, if, we're, if we're telling that to ourselves, we're teaching that to ourselves, then God is also trying to teach that to others. And this is what we're commanded to preach to the people. That, hey, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Not through your bishop, not through your apostle, not through the false prophecy, the line that, and, and stuff that is already going out there. But through Christ Jesus. You know, don't, 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 and I hope you hear me this morning because I know he wasn't just saying that to me. Don't go around telling people what y'all better do. Y'all better stop doing this. Y'all better, don't you know if man was that, had that much wisdom and knowledge without coming from, it coming from instruction, coming from God, we, this world would be in a better place right now. You have to remember, sin entered in through Adam. And so every human being that's going to be born to man, to, to humankind is going to deal with sin. They're going to come with that nature. And that nature has to be restored to a spiritual nature. It has to be re, uh, reconciled back to God, you know. And, and same thing with us. We, didn't, we, we, were, we weren't saved when we came here. We were born into sin, conceived in sin. And so there was some regeneration, some renewing, some stuff had to take place. As much as we like to think we always been saved and we speak to people that way like we always been saved. I'm guilty. But then when you start breaking it down and telling people that, hey, I haven't always been saved. And they look at you like you haven't. No, I haven't. I mean, I had a sinful past. But because of my Savior, Jesus, I'm no longer living my past. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. You can be a new creation in Christ Jesus too. But we don't tell people what they better do. Amen. The Lord said, I don't even do that. Who are you to tell people what they better do? We're not God. And so if he don't use that method, this is why we break it down and preach to the people the gospel. Because where's the power at? The power is in the gospel. 
And we can't mingle and jingle it all together there and think people are going to get it just because I say I'm a pastor, I'm a bishop, I'm a apostle, I'm a teacher, I'm a prophet. A lot of times we depend too much on them titles. And we try to live up to the title. But I like what Paul said. And he commanded us to preach unto the people. He didn't say you had to be an apostle, you had to be a prophet. The Bible says in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verses 16 through 18, that signs and wonders follow those who believe. Scripture also tells us that God has given to all of us the ministry of reconciliation. It said he's given to all of us the, the work to go do the work of an evangelist. Oh. You know? And so we don't get to decide who God going to use. God does. He picks. He chooses. You know? And so, you know, and he said, and he commanded us, I like the word us, to preach <laughs> unto the people. So, Pastor, what am I supposed to preach and teach? What God taught you to preach and teach? If he ain't taught you nothing, then you can't speak with the tongue of the learned. If you ain't learned nothing, you can't act like you learned something. That's what messes a lot of people up. A lot of people trying to guess at this thing, trying to think they know what, what, what's going on. No, you got to study to show yourself approved. We do unto God as workmen who need not be ashamed of what we say, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Sometimes we throw it out there. We make a mess and then we try to squirm away around and try to clean it up and fix it up. You know, and we know we done made a mistake. We know we done said something that ain't backed up by scripture. This is why a lot of times I like to take my time and read that scripture and drive it home. Not assuming sometimes I know the scripture. But I'd rather read them to be sure that people are hearing the scripture and not just me. You know, and sometimes we try to say it real fast that, that people won't catch it. You know, that's a tactic. But take our times and read it until we make sure that that's what I'm preaching and teaching the people. I'm not just trying to skip over because I made a mistake or I put a word that wasn't there or I use a transit verb that wasn't there or I used a noun when I should have used an adverb. A lot of times we do that. You know, a lot of times I, I, I hear stuff, I hear myself sometimes and I have to go back and catch myself just like I'm going back now. And he said, and he commanded us to preach unto the people. And we're talking about commands that Jesus gave to those who were going to be preaching and teaching to the people and to testify that it is he which was a Dane of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. And see, if God didn't authorize me to be there and to do it, then I'm not supposed to assume that what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I can always go back to God and say, God, say it. I wish a lot of preachers would do that sometimes. I really do. I, I try to make it a habit. I'm not there yet. I haven't perfected this thing yet. But ain't nothing wrong with my observation. Ain't nothing wrong with my interpretation or like thereof. Ain't nothing wrong with my application. Those things right there is, is solid, even though sometimes I don't know ahead of time what I'm going to do. But I have to go and examine the scriptures and see is that what I should do. And if, and if it's what I should do, remember now the gospel message is what? Universal. It don't apply to people over here one way and you a different way. It applies to all of us, just like he said, the same. The we, you know. And he says, and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify. So there it is. Why? It's because a lot of us overcome by the testimonies 
of our lips, the word of our testimony. It's God's word, what he's did. So many times we're trying to testify about God and prove God to people when God can prove to him prove the people himself who he is but can we testify to who he is to us what he's done for us you know that's the key right there is is that word of our testimony coming from God is this what the God what the Lord has done and like I told you there's two things that we have been waiting on to come through we thought there'd be a, a gap of time because it was a gap the first time to the to the to the first blessing but then God blessed us, and He's, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer that a day with the Lord is a thousand years now, and a thousand years as a day, you know. And see, that's the benefit or the reward for waiting on God. You will, I'm telling you, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount it with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and they will not faint. I'm not fainting this morning. I'm more confident and more assured and relying and depending more on God that he will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Yes. I've, I've observed this over, over my life now, saved my saved life. Oh. You know, I've been able to let the scripture interpret the things that I struggle with in my life. And now I can walk away with an application. Say, okay, I can apply this scripture to this if I'm willing to wait on the Lord. And the Lord will not fail. He, he, whatever he said he's going to do, he would do. But I just have to learn how to wait. I learn how to, how to serve God by faith, having faith in God, faith in his precious promises. And so if I can, can do it, I believe just like any other person that if I can do it, oh, oh sinner saved by grace, oh wretch undone. I was thinking uh, last night as I laid down thinking about how good God has been and I began to weep and cry out to him laying on the bed and telling him how good he's been to me and my family over the years and I started trying to attempt to count all the blessings and I was like this is too much man for me I, I can't count them all God but as I start thinking about them so many of them just just came to my mind things that I had pretty much forgotten about you know that God has done over the years and all I could think about was how good he is and I started thinking about how undeserving I am of all this goodness you know what I'm saying and I started thinking about you know what I am what I am because of the grace of God and I I am what I'm going to be because of the grace of yes. God. I'm, you know, I'm everything that, that God wants me to be because of his grace. And if God doesn't want me to be it, I don't want to be it. I mean, that was kind of like my conversation with him. Mm. And in that, I found contentment. I found that it's okay to be nothing before God so he can make you something. It's okay to accept the fact that I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be faithful. It's okay sometimes to have that soul-searching, heart-wrenching conversation with your father mm. and to realize that you are who you are by the grace of God. And if you're to be anything, it's going to be by the grace of God. And if you've been anything, it's by the grace of God. Mm. You know, and, and his grace is sufficient for us. I say us because that's who Paul was told, that's who he told Paul to preach to. Because if we didn't need it, he wouldn't have told Paul to preach it to us because the gospel is still the power of God and the salvation for all who believe. But how can they believe except we preachers preach it? And we don't preach it to people by telling them this is what y'all better do. He said preach to the people. And the gospel is the power to free people. That's the truth, you know. That's the truth. And so let's pick up this morning in the book of Titus, uh, the first chapter, verse three of the King James Bible. Now we have to understand Titus. Let's let's observe.
Titus' life for a while. You don't hear a whole lot in the Bible about Titus, but there's some references in there. Titus uh, ended up being in a good relationship with Paul. They had a good spiritual relationship because Paul was able to observe some things about Titus in his walk in ministry. Now, Titus was okay. He was well off. He really didn't need a whole lot. He had his own relationship with God. He had his own ministry before Paul came along. And Paul was impressed because, you know, Titus, he helped people. He wasn't selfish. You know, he wasn't naive. He didn't think he was better than nobody. He didn't go around telling people, y'all better do this. Titus was willing to share what he had with people. He was a generous person. He was a giving person. He was a well-off person. He, he had a good understanding of the scriptures. He loved God. You know, and Paul picked up on that. Paul, uh, Paul observed that about Titus. And Paul wanted, you know, wanted, to, wanted to get with him and work with him because you know, Paul realized at the time that the encounter took place that two can put a thousand, one can put a thousand to fight and two ten thousand. And Paul began to realize that we can do more together than we can apart. And Paul would rather be unified with them than to be divided against him. You know? And so they end up and develop a relationship. And Titus realized right away that Paul could be what he was missing. Titus probably had had many teachers, but he did not have a fatherly-like minister in his life. And come, along comes Paul. And Titus was wise enough to, to discern, maybe God sent this man to me to fill that little void or that little gap that, I, that I've been missing. Because Paul had some wisdom that came from a totally different level than where Titus was at. Titus was a very mature man in the scripture. But he wasn't mature as he was about to be until he met Paul. And Paul was able to pour into him and invest into him and, you know, and impart some things into him. And Titus grew from that to a point where he developed this relationship with Paul and they formed you know, a bond where now Paul could t trust him with some of the things that God had called Paul to do. I believe it was a match made in heaven. I believe that God brings people together for such a time as this. I believe that. I believe sometimes we miss blessings because we're so busy telling people what they better do and we don't want to have nothing to do with them if they don't do it. If they don't do what we tell them to do, we'll say what they better do or stop doing. We don't want to have nothing to do with it. We don't have no association. We done missed so many opportunities and I'll say I have for that very reason because I was immature and understanding relationship building. Understanding that if we say we gifts to the body, then be gifts to the body. Don't be gifts to yourself. We just limit ourselves sometimes because we don't want this gift to be used by God. And the Lord said, hey, look, I commanded us to preach to the people. Ain't no way you get a choice and pick and choose who. You know, we got to minister to our white brothers, our black brothers, our Mexican, whoever. No respect the person. People, people. He said preach to the people. Testify. You know. He's the God of the, the, the living and the dead anyway. You ain't going to put nobody in heaven or hell no way. And then he says, you know, but have in due times manifested his word through preaching. Ain't that powerful? But have in due times manifested his word through preaching and is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. See, Titus recognized this about Paul. 
But if Paul would have come prophesying lies and conspiracy theories and deceiving this man with all kinds of his interpretation, his understanding, what if Paul would have came and said, Titus, you better stop what you're doing. Titus, you better go do this. But Titus recognized right away, this is a man sent from God. How do you recognize this? How do you discern this? Listen to what he said. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. Just what the Lord had commanded in Acts 10, chapter 10, verse 42, King James Bible, for Paul and them to do. And so Paul went and did exactly what God told him to do. It impressed Titus, you know, won Titus over, brought Titus into a closer walk, and they formed a relationship that went on to be an awesome relationship. Titus went on to become the bishop of one of the churches. Yeah, probably already had a ministry, but it just elevated to another level because he, 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 he did it God's way and God added to them another level of ministry so that the word could be what? Manifested to the people through preaching. That's what God wants today. He don't want all this title saber rattling people going around talking about who they are and all that and what y'all better do and just because of the way they say it and all that got people thinking man that they hearing from God they speaking on behalf of God no the only way you speak on behalf of God is you preach his word God honors his word preach and teach God's word authentic infallible speaking the truth in love without compromise and I'm not putting nobody on the spot here saying we're not doing those things so don't, don't, don't get caught up in this person and think that this is a hit on nobody I'm just teaching and preaching this morning the precepts of the word and sometimes it may sound like that sometimes you may judge yourself against what I said sometimes you may think I'm trying to judge it no I'm preaching to myself too I had to study this myself to have this make sense to me and to measure myself against this standard because why I'm a preacher too I preach and teach the word too and if you feel like you okay where you at then to God be the glory dismiss what I'm saying and go do it your way and then you deal with God on your, on your grounds and your terms but see I'm, I'm all about growing when I stop learning I stop growing I know enough about this now because I don't know it all. The little bit that I do know, it's only because God revealed it to me and told me, this is what I want you to preach and teach. This is what I've observed. This is what I interpret from the scriptures. Not my own interpretation. Not my private interpretation. And this is what I apply to my life. I ain't ashamed to tell people that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of being a Christian. I don't go around no man putting people down because of it. I don't think I'm better than people because of it. It keeps me humble. Because I see the potential of everybody because I see it through myself. If I can be a preacher, if I can be a teacher, I believe that anybody that will be willing to submit themselves to God, God can use them. He may not use them to do the exact same thing I'm doing. They may do more than I'm doing. They may do it better. And I tell people all the time, you got to take it up with God why he chose me, picked me out of, you know, he had lots of better choices, Pastor Sharon. Mm -hmm. But I ain't got no argument. When God choose somebody, hey, that God know what he doing. I don't. And so we can't be in the business of trying to figure out who God going to use and all of that and, and separating ourselves and thinking that we done made it and, you know, we're untouchable and all of that. We need to just stay real humble. Observe what God is doing. Don't try to interpret what he's doing to figure it out. 
Just believe it when you read it and say, man, that's God right there. That's instruction right there. That's a warning right there. That's the truth right there he want me to know. Be established in. That should be enough. Sometimes we stretch that thing, man, trying to make a point, man. We carry it way, way out there. Next thing you know, you're out of context. Now, we talked about yesterday, them boundaries. You know, we have to have respect to them boundaries. That's why I keep going back to what Paul said here. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. That's what God sent his son Jesus to do. And we can only do what Jesus or we can reinforce what Jesus did. But we always have to put Jesus in the equation. We have to say, well, this is what Jesus did. And then if he allow us, then this we would do too, because he said greater works than I did shall you do. You know, and so, you know, it's, 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 it's right, all written right there for our learning. But he had in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandments of God, our Savior. Now, Titus know where the word came from. Even though Paul might have been the vessel, he might have been the messenger, he might have been the carrier. I'm talking to someone right now. Observe about yourself that you're a messenger, you're a carrier of the word, uh, you're a distributor of the word, you're a publisher of the word, you're a teacher, a preacher of the word. You are not God. You don't say, we don't say nobody. Okay? God does these things through us. Okay? He, if, if we're willing and obedient, he will work these works of salvation, these works of righteousness through us. Paul said, it's not I, but it's the Christ that lives on the inside now. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We take no fame to God's glory. We're just blessed that we have the Holy Spirit of God in us, and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We in the world, but we're not of the world for that fact. And if we yield ourselves to him sometimes, we don't have to stretch it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to stretch it. You know, we just say what he gives us to say. And, and saying sometimes, this is what he gives me to say, ain't always what he gives me to say. We think that makes it what he gives me to say because I said that. I preface what I'm going to say with that. You can authenticate it by the word. See, you can authenticate it by the word that you say he told you to say. This is what it meant by trying every spirit with the spirit. As we learned over in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, 2, and 3. See, that's how you, that's how you, it ain't based on the fact that because I have a title or I'm labeled as somebody, you know, in leadership, just because I say, and I hear it a lot of times. You know, I hear it from a lot of people out there that are speaking on the behalf of God. And they'll say, it's what the Spirit of the Lord told me. God don't even operate that way. And that, my antennas go up when I hear people say that. Now, when I hear them saying, thus say the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord, putting him first, thus say the Lord, putting him first. You know, when they start saying, God told me. Sometimes I'll say, this is what I believe I heard from the Lord. And then it's for the hearer or the beholder to figure out, once I give them the scripture, you know, now it's up to you to figure out, is it based on the word or just based on me saying it? I mean, I'm okay with that. 
you know, because God's going to correct me if I'm wrong. Some people will correct me if I'm wrong. I do not have a problem with being corrected. You can sometimes tell people who really didn't hear from God how they react to it. They get a little agitated. They get a little mad. They may shut you off. You know, I've even heard on this line sometimes when you be saying something, you don't you don't sing nobody out. You just use a teacher moment. I hear them, they cut you off, man. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it because they think you personally throwing rocks or bricks at them. When you're not, I'm a teacher. I preach and teach the word to the people. And it's convicting sometimes. It's, it's penetrating. It's powerful. It cuts. Yes, yes. You know, but think about what happened to me the night before when I was trying to say, God, are you sure this is what you want me to teach? Because my job is not to defend anybody, but it's to preach the, the word to the people. You know, that's, that's been manifested. That's the toughest thing about doing this is that you're going to offend a lot of people. You're going to help a lot of people. It ain't for me to decide where the increase going to come from. I'm going to plant, I'm going to water, but God going to give the increase. So I spent a little bit of time talking about this method of precepts and why we break it down the way we do because of that statement that, that Paul made that I'm commanded to preach to the people. And that's not just something that you just take for granted. You got to study. You really got to know what you're talking about. And so I'm going to give you one more scripture and then we're going to end right there. And it's in the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. Well, I'm going to finish up verse 23. I got two scriptures. So let me run through these real quick. The next one is, it says, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Ugh. Now that's in the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 4, the King James Bible. Scripture we already went over. So I'm not going to insult your intelligence. You can go back and listen to the tape. But it's so plain and clear to me right there. It says, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. That, that right there, that observation yes. can, en can enlighten us that we would observe people in ministry or not in ministry. Can identify. You can observe that in, in real life. You don't have to guess about it. You don't have to be upset about it. You don't have to be deceived by it. You can just observe it. You can see sometimes how people struggle to try to interpret the word of God when there is no private interpretation. They think that make them deep because they come up with an interpretation of what they think it means. Just let the word stand alone on its own. It don't need to be propped up. It don't need to be complicated with other words. You know? And it says right there, and the truth is not in him. That's why they struggle. That's why they try to interpret it, try to throw you off. Because they know you haven't studied, I haven't studied. That's why they do it. They're trying to play on your intelligence. Trying to flash that label in front of you, that title. Get you all caught up in that. Like they must know what they're talking about, Pastor. Come on, man. So last verse right here is in the book of, uh, again, just a reiteration. And this is his commandments that we should believe on the name of the Son of God, Son of Jesus Christ, his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. And that's in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 23 of the King James Bible. That's, that's the last reference. That's the, that's the end of uh, verse uh, uh, chapter 3 there. I mean, verse 23 there. And so we finished with it. You know, we've covered all the precepts. We went over all the references. And next we're going to pick up verse 24, but not today. 
We'll do that on Monday. All right, then. We're going to end right there. Hopefully, you've gotten something out of this. Uh, didn't bore you, but you understand a little bit now about the method of how, how I teach and how I approach the scriptures because I want to milk it and get everything out of there. I would be unfair to you because he said, I command you to preach to the people my word. You know, tell them what you observe from the scripture. Tell them what's being observed. Tell them what the interpretation is based on the word. That's where the references come in. And now they can apply it to their lives. Maybe not all of it, part of it. We don't know. You, you're the one who knows how you receive the word. Can I apply it? What's the lesson for me? All right, then. Well, Father, we thank you. We praise thank you this morning for your word. Lord God, what have been said, what have been spoken. We give you praise going on for it because it's been revealing, Lord God, which is what it was intended, that we may know the revelations of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that when we speak, Lord God, we speak what has been commanded to us to preach to the people, to teach to the people, as we testify, Lord God, based on the manifestation of the Son of God, who is, Lord God, the author of life in death, Lord God, in breath, Lord God. He gives life, Lord God. And so, Father, he gives it through us in many situations. So as he, as he is, so are we to be in the earth. We give you praise for that now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, for these commandments that we have given us to teach to the people, to preach to the people, Lord God, that they may know the truth and the truth make them free. For we thank you for it now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then, we're going to go right into our time of comment. We'll start with Pastor Sharon and followed by Pastor Pastor Sharon. Well, praise the Lord. Thank God for the word. This